So it's New Year's Day. It's Sunday, the 1st of January, 2023. I'm sitting here in the studio. Actually, I'm standing here in the studio. One of the jobs I've managed to get done today is I've got one of these sit-stand desks now uh, because it was doing my back in, constantly sitting in front of monitors. Uh, and this is the first go-round at recording the podcast standing up. Go me! It's completely deserted in the studio, which is why I've had the time to set about rearranging my desk and getting this bit of kit to work, rewiring everything, though it really does need a bit more time. Uh, but it's so quiet. Even the heating's off. There's no fans running. It's just me. What's left of the residual Christmas decorations and peace and quiet. I have a mug of coffee. It's in my mug that says The Boss written on it, which is ironically purchased by Michelle. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm not the boss around here, but it's full of coffee. And uh, goodness knows, goodness knows where on earth did 2020 go? So we're already here. It's 2023. It's a brand new year. It's shiny and unsullied. And these are not words, I guess, that could easily be applied to me. I'm anything but new, shiny and unsullied. But whatever I am, sullied or not, I'm Paul. And this is a New Year's Mastering Portrait Photography podcast. Now, before we get any further, I have to tell you, this is the second time I've recorded this because the first time I did not notice that the audio was clipping. Recorded the whole thing, got to the end of it, realized the audio was really quite cruddy and it upset me so much. I'm now re-recording it from the ground up. Also, I'm rustling a little bit. I don't know if you can hear that. That's my coat because it's so cold in here. Uh, so let me ask you, how do you feel about New Year? Is it, is it a new year to you? Does it feel like a new year? Is it something you look forward to? Is it something you dread? Is it just another day? So here at the studio, uh, for us, it genuinely does, I think, mark the beginning of a new season. There's no getting away from it. Uh, it's not like the transition from, let's say, June to July. Much as I'd like it to be, it just isn't because of the way we sync with retail, we sync with other people's lives. And of course, we have careered into everything needing to be finished in time for Christmas. So all of the shelves are empty, all of the orders are gone, and now we have a diary full of new stuff to create. I mean, there is a ton of stuff in the diary. We've lots of show shoots booked, some weddings, lots of workshops, and I'm judging. Uh, I'm still currently chair of judges for the British Institute of Professional Photographers, and in just a couple of weeks, I'll be headlong into judging for the Federation of European Photographers, which is something, the FEP, which is something I absolutely love to do but it is a huge it is a huge amount of work we did ultimately finish 2022 on quite a high it was ultimately the third highest revenue of any year we've had since we set up this business uh, which isn't a bad thing when you think about it particularly when you cast your mind back to that we were coming out of the back end of the pandemic lockdowns the beginning of the year was a little bit rattly and so to end the year on such a high really is something else Admittedly, we have we do seem to have had fewer shoots than we've had over previous years, but those shoots have netted more revenue per shoot. And if you could write down a single characteristic that you would like out of a photography business, it would always be to do fewer shoots and make more money per shoot. Work less, earn more. 
So in the end, it's a really good thing, or is it? Of course, being a photographer and naturally worried, I do have my concerns. It may be that we're seeing a little bit of stratification in the marketplace between those who can afford things and those who maybe can't. Either way, there's not a lot I can do to change that, uh, but it does just, it is worth keeping an eye on. But whatever happened, there's no denying that last year was a weird year with some ridiculous politics, some crazy, crazy economics, a war in Europe, the end of the Queen's reign and the beginning of King Charles' time on the throne. Of course, in the UK, I do try to keep on top of uh, or keep in touch with what's going on in the world. But right now for us, we have high inflation, high interest rates, or at least for recent times, and wall-to-wall repeats on the telly. Uh, honestly, going through the TV was just like, is there anything on? Is there actually anything on? And it all feels a bit gloomy. I mean, it has been raining for a couple of days and that never helps. But we did spend this year the most glorious Christmas up in North Wales with my, at my mum's with my family and with Sarah's folks as well. There were 14 of us and it was brilliant. Tons of laughter, lots of food. Uh, my mum has one of those old-fashioned kitchen ranges to cook on and Sarah and I took on cooking Christmas dinner. Now, when I say Sarah and I cooked Christmas dinner, I am definitely, definitely uh, wallowing in a little bit of her glory. <laughs> I just did as I was told. Um, fixed things, chopped things, peeled things, fetched things, uh, kept people out of the kitchen, which was a task in its own right, so that Sarah, broadly speaking, had a free run to get everything out. And we battled it out with this great big range. We started the morning with uh, it had cut out it had cutout lights all over it. So at 11 o'clock in the morning, when the turkey should be going in, there was no cooker. Uh, luckily, uh, an engineer and a, an instruction manual, uh, we managed to figure out where the resets were and get it reset and get it up and running. Uh, but like I said, a bit of a battle, but it was absolutely wonderful. A beautiful Christmas um, and uh, tons and tons of wonderful, thoughtful gifts from the family and given to the family. Uh, this beautiful picture. So uh, Harriet, our daughter, has painted this gorgeous, this most incredible watercolour of our house, our little thatch cottage, which needs it needs to go into a really beautiful frame and we'll get that up on the wall. But it's just a Christmas full of those little moments. Uh, but afterwards, and at least not with my family, but certainly out in the great wide world, people seem to be a little bit aggy. So the drive back home, I'll tell you what, one Audi is lucky it kept all four wheels on the road because it undertook a whole load of us. It careered its way through the traffic, and then its last lunatic lane change was to almost slide sideways through the gap in front of me. Now, how he missed my bumper, I do not know. Um, he cut it so tight. So the, the queue of traffic must have only been doing about 40 miles an hour, but he was doing about 70. At least that's how it felt. I've got video of it somewhere. I've got a dash cam, so we'll have a look. Um, but how he didn't Clip my bumper and go airborne. I do not know. And it feels a little bit like that. It feels like people are frustrated. It feels like uh, people are cross. And then, you know, this Audi driver, how he squished that car into that guy. It's like a Harry Potter moment. <laughs> he just does, There must be a spell or an, or an enchantment or something uh, where the car just became really small momentarily and crept through a gap that I did not think was there. Um, but everywhere you go, it feels like people are a little bit cross. Now, I can't change anything to do with what's going out in the news. I can't change what's out there in the economy. I can't change politics. Can't. Can't do anything about it. But I do think as a business, we have choices. I can choose how to react. I can choose 
how we assess, how we deal with, how we predict, and how we react. So any of these market conditions, any of the ones that we're looking at, whether it's high interest rates, high inflation, high cost of living, the things we're seeing out there, all of these are things I have got no control over. But I can control what we do. I can control how I feel about it. And it's really hard to stay positive when all you hear is negativity and really crappy news. But we can make a decision. And so this year, when we get, as we do every year, we get to the end of the year. Sarah and I take a bit of a breather. I did some shoots last week, which is unusual for me to be shooting in between uh, Christmas and New Year. But we decided we needed to do it um, for numerous reasons and just wonderful clients. It was so lovely to do. Um, But we take a little bit of, we take a bit of a breath. Just capture our heartbeat a little, slow things down and have a look at what we're going to do for the following year. So planning for the next year isn't as straightforward as people might think in as much as at the time we really should be laying down all of our plans, which is sort of September time, planning sort of three or four months ahead. We're at our busiest, very hard to see the wood for the trees at that time of year. And so we really do use use this time now, these couple of weeks to slow things down just take a breather and figure out what we're going to do. Haven't quite got there yet, uh, but this year there's very much a broad brush strategy. Now, I don't know if I've told this story. I think I have, but I'll tell it very briefly again. Back in 2008, when I went full-time into the photography business, I came out of a really well-paid consultancy job working in London for, uh, I was working as an IT consultant for big corporates. And in March of 2008, jacked it all in, became a photographer at precisely the same time that Gordon Brown, uh, our then chancellor, was bailing out the banks as fast as they could because we were just careering into the world's greatest financial crash. Everywhere we, every bit of news, every newspaper, every TV article was all talking about financial meltdown. And there I was, a new photographer, just Entering into the market, and so Sarah came to a wedding that I was shooting because she came to give me a hand later in the day, that particular wedding, and I collared her. She walked in and muttered, have you listened to the news? They're, gonna, they're saying it's going to be the worst recession this country's ever faced and the world's ever faced. What do I do? We've just become very exposed as a brand new business. And she, in the way that Sarah does, laughed at me and told me that's the last time she ever wanted me to hear me being negative like that. From now on in, it was all about joy. It was all about positivity. It was all about creativity. It was all about energy. It was all about all of the good things. And that was exactly our strategy back then. And that's where we are today. That's what we're doing right now. That's not a strategy as such, but it's our broad brush under which, or over which, on top of everything else, uh, we will set out exactly what we're going to do. The details, the money, the shoots, the timetabling, the diary the pricing, all of those things. Being joyous and spreading happiness is not exactly a strategy, but it is a behavior. And behaviors are important, particularly in a business like ours, where it's all about other people. It's all about clients. You know, I'm, I'm not a wildlife photographer. I'm not a product photographer. I, I don't sit in a room on my own. I don't photograph buildings when there's no one on the street. I am a people photographer. I spend my entire life in the company of others. And that's why we need to be spreading joy. So funnily enough, it feels like we've wound the clock round. We started in 2008 with these precise 
ideas, and here we are in 2023, about to do the same thing again. With all of the news that is out there, it's so miserable. And I don't know whether it's just because that's what's going on at the moment or that's because that's how to get people to pick up a newspaper or click on a web page. I've no idea. But I do know if I'm reading really rubbishy stories, my clients are reading really rubbishy stories too. And on top of that, there is a truth in the fact that the cost of living has climbed. People are not as buoyant as they have been. And so just for a moment, whether it's corporate headshots, whether it's personal branding, whether it's the training workshops and masterclasses we run, whatever it is, every email, every post, and even, <laughs> even this podcast, it's all about spreading some positivity, spreading a little happiness into other people's lives. Because if we can do that, if we can do that, then we'll be fine. The photography is great. I'm not, well, I say I'm not worried about the photography. I'm a photographer. So I'm, I'm inherently worried about the photography. Uh, you know, I wake up in the morning worrying I'm not going to be able to do it. I work my way through a shoot worrying that I'm not doing it. I get to the end of a day worrying that I didn't do it. I look back two days later and think it's all right. I look back a week later and think it's really good. I look back a year later and think that I was doing some decent stuff. And I look back two years later and think, actually, I should have entered some of those images into competitions. That is my life. But Sarah and Michelle are not worried about the photography. So that's not the strategic focus. The strategic focus is all about how we make our clients feel. How do we add something to their day, to their month, to their year? How do we make what we do an experience? How do we write emails? How do we greet them at the door? How do we work in the sales room? And of course, at least as far as I'm concerned, how do I behave during a shoot? Now, luckily for me, I'm already high energy. You may have got that. I'm nearly always on a high when I'm with a client. I have energy and enthusiasm and I'm always laughing. Of course, I have a massive inferiority complex, but hey, that's just me. And I'm guessing a lot of photographers have the same thing. My job is to both take pictures, but also to bring joy, to impart laughter or positivity or energy or confidence or whatever it is. It's to talk with people and possibly more importantly, to listen to people. Now, obviously, as I've said already, that isn't quite a strategy. <laughs> if you wrote that down, as a strategy book, I don't think it would sell that well. But it is an ethos. It is a belief system that by bringing joy, bringing energy, bringing the stuff that is good into people's lives, we will run a really effective year once again. Now, Sarah and Michelle, Sarah, Michelle and myself have an absolute ball running this company. We have the nicest people come through the building. I get to work with two of the nicest people in the world every day. We laugh a lot. We talk a lot. We get stuff done. Um, we're very flexible in the business. We can work we want to. Of course, I work long hours. Um, I, I, I had a very funny, well, I say it was very funny. It was a very serious article. It was a serious piece. Uh, the Guild of Photographers asked me for a magazine article. And one of the questions they asked me was, how do I stay motivated? And I, every time I read the question, even now, thinking of the question makes me laugh. Stay motivated. Trust me, motivation isn't a problem. Sarah dragging me away from it, that might be something that she needs to do or wish she knew how to do. I love it. I love all of this world. I love the photography. I love the creativity. I love the people. I love the technology. I love all of it. All of it. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by people and I'm fascinated by things. I'm fascinated by technology. Well, staying motivated is not a problem. And that energy is what this business needs. 
That's what we're going to have to do. So although I'm not necessarily a big believer in New Year's resolutions, I honestly have a funny relationship with New Year's resolutions in as much as I don't do them. I've never really understood why people wait until January the 1st to say they're going to do something. If you thought of it, don't wait, do it. Now, obviously things like, you know, you're going to eat less is a problem if you try to do that before Christmas. I do get that. But so many times I think people set up news resolutions, they're too easy to say and then they're too easy to break. And one one other thing, dry January, I'm really sorry, no way, not doing it. If there's ever a month that I need a drink, January is it. It is cold, it is dark. We've just got over the joy of Christmas. We've been with our families and now we've all had to go back to work. Um, even though I love what I do, I don't ever think I'll have a dry January. So that's not to say that I won't set some goals. Um, and of course, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing right now is beginning to think about what the photography is going to look like. How are we going to shape the business? What are we going to do with clients? What's the focus, to forgive the pun, what's the focus of the business? And this is such a good time to do it. So there it is. It's all about joy. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from the business just for a moment to get our heads together and think about the things we're going to do. And I'm standing here looking around the studio and one of the things we're going to do is spend a couple of weeks tidying it up, taking it apart and putting it back together again. I have got my sit-stand desk in, uh, but I have kind of shoehorned it into a very cluttered desk already. The thing is, it, it, we you see these things. So uh, there's some uh, some friends of ours that we've been working with recently, uh, about an hour's drive from here, and we went over to their new studio, brand new. They've just moved studios, and it looked glorious. It looked absolutely brilliant. It's full of opportunity because everything's tidy and organized, and they're just trying to figure out how to use the building. Whereas we've been here a decade now, and of course that makes a difference. And so as we want to spend a couple of weeks, or I want to spend a couple of weeks, emptying out boxes that probably should have been jettisoned years ago, tidying up shelves, doing a bit of painting, getting things organized, and seeing if we can really get back to that idea that to see the studio, actually, to see the studio as someone else would. Now, I found a list. I was tidying up a little the other day, and I found a list. We had an intern during the year, and I asked her to walk through the building as a stranger. What do I mean by that? Well, the thing is, when you go to the same locations every day, you become blind to it. So I asked her to walk through the building as if she was a new client or just walked in here for the first time. Um, I asked her to do it on the first day she was here. So it'd still be everything would still be quite fresh. And tell me the things I didn't notice. Where was there clutter? Where were there things that just looked out of place? Because I don't notice it. I just don't notice it. And I still have that list. It's scary. It's quite a lot of stuff on it. <laughs> so I've got a sort of all of that out. And it's all part and parcel of just setting out what we're going to do. This is such a good time to do it, setting out uh, for the year ahead. Uh, anyway, I'm going to just say a few thank yous, really. Um, firstly, to some of the people who have asked us to be ambassadors. It's a lovely thing to be asked to be an ambassador, particularly when it's companies you already use. They're products we already swear by. They're products that we already provide for our clients, not because I'm an ambassador for them, but because, well, they're the best products. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, and so after having worked with uh, some of these guys for quite a long time, actually, to be asked to be an ambassador because we thoroughly believe in the product, we know the product really well, 
is a real honour. Uh, the first of those up is Graphy Studio, of course, the Italian album manufacturer. We've worked with those guys for a decade. All of our albums are made there, and they are simply brilliant. But it's not just about the quality of the product. It's all about customer service. Now, you know I've talked about this before. Don't spread yourself thin amongst your suppliers. So we only use one supplier for our albums. That's it. Why? Well, you can always be tempted away with an offer here and offer there or a different style of book or maybe someone has a really cool product somewhere else. But if you don't send enough business through a supplier, then you're not important enough to them. I mean, every client, every sorry, every supplier will tell you that your business is important to them. But if you put all of your album product through someone, well, you're a bit more important than someone only puts one a year through. And there's no getting away from that. And I meet too many photographers who will buy this bit of a product from over there and another supplier will do this for them. And then I get these things, these widgets from this other place. Try not to do that. And we've never done that. Graphy Studio are brilliant. They make the best albums. They have the most beautiful leathers and boxes. They're an innovator in terms of their technology. That's never really been something that fascinates me. It's not important to me as a business. What's really important is the quality of the product and the quality of their customer service. So on Christmas Eve this year, we delivered the last of our wedding albums from the year to our client, or they came here actually and picked it up. It had actually arrived four or five weeks earlier than that, but it had a slight fault. Now, you could say that's not great. It had a fault. You will always get faults. They're always going to happen. And I'm really hoping the graphic studio aren't crossing me for saying this. Things go wrong. I'm acutely aware of that, and I don't actually worry too much. And there's a podcast I've done called Own It, Fix It. When things go wrong, it's how it gets solved that makes the difference. And the guys at Graphy pulled out all the stops. For this album, we'd found the fault. It went back, back to Italy. So we've got borders and border control and customs and everything else. And it came back to us with literally no wiggle room. It was a little bit, a little bit finger, finger chewing. Uh, but it arrived just in time for our client to pick it up. They loved it. And then for me to close up the studio and head away for Christmas. That's why we use Graphy Studio. Best albums, that's a given. But customer service that I can rely on, and more importantly, my clients can rely on. So it's just an honour to be an ambassador, an ambassadore. Uh, and it's Sarah and myself for ambassadors for them. Because it's Sarah, in fact, if, of in many ways, Sarah uses them much or talks to them much, much more than I do. Yes, all right, it's my name on the door. It's my photography that goes in them. But actually, as a company, it's Sarah and it's Sarah and Michelle who will deal with Graphy Studio all the time. And so it's a real honor that they haven't just recognized me for the photography, I guess, but they've recognized both of us for what we do in our business and how we service our clients. So thank you to Graphy Studio. On that note, also Pixaloo, the Smart Albums product from Pixaloo. Um, Sarah and I, again, have been asked to be ambassadors for them. And we use Smart Albums to do all of the heavy lifting uh, with our album design. It's absolutely phenomenal. It changed everything when we put that into the workflow. Um, Sarah used to do all of the design in InDesign and actually was really, really good at it. But it took a long time and I had to write scripts. In fact, we still use scripts in InDesign to error check and make sure that there's no, nothing, you know, a picture hasn't appeared twice by accident, for instance. Stuff that is a little bit more tricky in InDesign than it is in Smart Albums, Smart Albums allows us to do all of the heavy lifting, and it does it in a way that makes design both fast and better. <laughs> it's a proper, 
oh yeah, we like that a lot. All right, you pay for another software license and you do find over a year, we spend a lot of money on software licenses, but this thing is absolutely brilliant. And again, it's actually Sarah really who's driven that. Yeah, I get some credit. Um, but it's Sarah's design work and she's a phenomenal album designer. I love watching her work because she takes the chaos that I create with a camera and pieces it together, not only so that aesthetically every spread looks beautiful, but also so that it tells the story of somebody's day, particularly a wedding day. And it's Pixelu Smart Albums that uh, really does make that uh, completely possible. Also, a uh, final one of the people that we are uh, have been ambassadors for, and uh, this is an unusual thing. It's hard to get excited about rechargeable batteries. However, I have to say that we've been using Panasonic Eneloop AA batteries, not just in my uh, recorder that's recording this right now, my Zoom F4, uh, but also in my speedlights. And you, it's not, you can't really get excited about AA batteries and chargers. Well, you probably can. Um, but I'm, I, they're just, I'm very pragmatic when it comes to these things. But I do have to say, it's a real pleasure to have these Panasonic battery chargers that, that work perfectly. They tell you when the batteries need conditioning and to have batteries that have a hugely long life. They don't fade when they're in my bag. And why does that matter? Well, it means I don't have to keep checking them. I charge them up and then sometimes they're left in there just in their boxes for maybe eight weeks because I didn't flatten the batteries that are actually in the speed light. I'll take them out and rotate them and just make sure all is well. But what I've learned with these things is they are ultra reliable. Um, and I can't say better than that. And it's really kind of them. They have sponsored uh, the podcast over the past year. They helped us a little bit with some funding, which is really nice of them. So it's nice to be able to talk about a product that I really like. And that's true of all of the things we're ambassadors for. But it's Panasonic Eneloop who've given us a little bit of funding. So thank you to those guys too. And if you're looking for AA batteries, please do give Panasonic Eneloop a try. So what else is there? So these are, there's a couple of other companies that I use an awful lot of, but are, well, I'm not an ambassador for by any shape, but this year has been a year of some new technology. Uh, I've obviously spoken about the Nikon Z9 at the beginning of the year. And so after a year of using it, I would not give that up ever. This thing is phenomenal. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, just rock solid assured focusing um it handles beautifully it's seamless into our workflow it feels like a natural extension of me i mean i've used nikon for the past well i don't know my first nikon camera was a d100 i got one of the first ones when it came out that's how how long i've used nikon for and this is the first year when i've actually had to change all my lenses to get the new z series fittings i do have the adapters to use my old lenses but in the end if you're going to use new technology you might as well go the whole hog. So, I mean, we've laid out probably 20-something thousand pounds on switching over to the Z9 and a new bag of lenses, but it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, things like, it's, it's really subtle little stuff. Like, I can now shoot at 2.8 constantly. With the D5, which I came across from, I never trusted it quite that much. I'd shoot at F4, just a little bit of depth of field to give it a little bit of bite. Now, quite happy just letting it lock onto someone's eyes. And when we're shooting with the hearing dogs, we used to do three or four runs with a dog coming at the camera to get just half a dozen pictures pin sharp. Now, every run I do, I'll get essentially every image pin sharp at 2.8, which means I can have a ridiculously fast shutter speed, a lovely out-of-focus background, and a dog that's razor sharp in the middle, and you can't say better than that. The pictures are just beautiful. Also, you've heard me talk a little bit about AI this year, and another product that kind of walked its way into our world is Imagine AI. I picked this up. I actually looked at it last year, but didn't have time to do it properly. And this year, I really got my head around it. 
So we uploaded 15,000 images, which is no small commitment, I grant you. Uh, 5,000 portrait images, 5,000 hearing dogs images, and 5,000 wedding images. Not that I create completely different colors for each of these, but they are slightly different scenarios. And so understanding the way AI works and the way biasing works, I wanted each of those color sets to represent how I would normally expect a wedding, for instance, to look. So for a wedding, there's no studio shots, for instance, but with a portrait side, uh, there are hearing dogs also there are but there's a lot of greenery because with the hearing dogs one of their uh, brand uh, requirements is that I shoot things with a nice mushy out of focus green background because that's the way they like it to look so imagine AI is the perfect use of artificial intelligence um, and by that I mean the thing with AI is it biases artificial intelligence learns what you teach it and only what you teach it and this is perfect for color correction I want to use AI in a way that biasing rewards me. I don't want my images to be beautiful colors for everybody, every other photographer. I don't want to train it so that every photographer's colors come out like that. I want it so that mine do. So understanding my data set and knowing it's biased actually helps the color correction. It actually makes it better, not worse. So it's one of those rare moments where a, a, a limitation of artificial intelligence actually plays for me. And to give you a great example of that this year, I don't know if you know, I photograph for the Royal Institution every year. I have done for the past 12 or 13 years. And I photograph the behind-the-scenes stills for the Royal Institution Christmas lectures that go out on the BBC at this time of year. Now, the way the stage is set, the way it's lit, the way it's coloured, the way the theatre is, the way the behind-the-scenes stuff looks, that hasn't really changed that much over the years. Each set is completely different and they light it differently. But the feel is very similar, and I want my images to feel similar from year to year to year. So I uploaded another 4,000 images over the past 13 years of images I'd taken at the Christmas lectures and trained image. I say I trained. <laughs> I didn't train it. Obviously, I, they, the engineers, sets, well, I'm guessing software, sticks it all in and created me a new profile. So I've now got a fourth profile along with my portraits, weddings, and hearing dogs. I've now got one for Royal Institution. Now, the colors for those are slightly different because the way I wanted them to look, I wanted them to look very similar to the way the TV cameras were picking it up, the way the lighting worked. So it's a little bit different for me. So there's no point in me using the colors that I maybe use for a wedding because that's biased towards a wedding. So I created a new data set that's biased, directly biased towards the Royal Institution. Guess what? 1,500 images ran through it in a heartbeat. The colors are pretty much spot on. The brightness is all exactly as I want it. Yes, there's some fine-tuning, but not a lot. Absolutely perfect use of artificial intelligence, and I loved it. That's Imagine AI. Now, the guys at uh, Imagine AI, we're not ambassadors for them. I just use their software. Uh, but they have very kindly given me a link and a discount code if you want it, which gives you, I think, 15% off. Uh, it gives you some trials, some free trials. We also get a bonus. There's no getting away from that. If you use it for a period of time, then we also get some money off our costs because I'm using it for absolutely everything we do. It is brilliant. Uh, it's absolutely perfect. This Imagine AI, I'll put links, including the discount codes, into the show notes. Uh, right, where am I? Oh, no, sorry, I was just reading my, just reading my uh, script. Uh, one of the things I will do in the coming weeks is to do a podcast on what... AI is likely to bring to the photography industry. Obviously, I've talked about some of the good. The cameras are using AI. The way they're focusing is a lot of that is machine learning. And given this is what my PhD is in, it's really intriguing for me. 
Imagine AI, the product I've just talked about, that is absolutely phenomenal. And that is truly perfect use of this type of artificial intelligence or machine learning. Whereas one or two areas, I think, are not so... I, I, I'm nervous about the way people are talking about it, but what's actually happening. Um, I, I'm not convinced that AI is the answer to everything. And that's from someone else a PhD. And it, you'd, th you'd think, oh, yeah, this is great. And it is great, but it can't be useful for everything. What it can be really good for is it's transcribing right now this podcast. And I love that. I'm using a bit of software called Descript. And as I talk, it transcribes and it's remarkably accurate. Anyway, in wrapping up, I really what I want to do is say a big thank you to everybody who has listened to the, to the podcast, for every client that's come through the door, the beautiful photographers who've come to the workshops. I just wanted to say thank you to every single one of you. And I must give out a quick shout to Bob and Sylvia from Georgia in the States. They came over for one of our workshops and when I saw that they were flying over, I just assumed they were on holiday and decided to also come to the workshop. Nope, they came over for the workshop. So we headed out for them the night before into Oxford. I've told this story a couple of times and had the loveliest evening, drank a beer in Oxford and they came to the workshop and you, you never know quite where you'll make friends as you go through life, but make friends we have. And it's people like that. It's the photographers, it's the clients, it's the people we've met along the way, our suppliers. It's you who listen and subscribe to the podcast. All of it, all of it brings us so much joy. I cannot tell you and I cannot say thank you enough. What the year ahead will bring, I honestly don't know. But what I do know is how we're going to react to it. We're going to have a joyous, a creative, a positive, an energised new year. So here's to all of you, every one of you. Here's to happiness, health, positivity and creativity. And if you really, really, really must make a New Year's resolution, make it this one. To be kind to yourself. Take care.